Hello, dear listeners. I do apologise for the lateness of this episode. Severe technical issues, entirely my fault, Billy's in the clear. But we were able to salvage the backup record, polish it up a bit, and hopefully the quality is not too bad. So enjoy the episode, and again, sorry we're late. The following podcast contains spoilers and words like piss, shit, and fuck. We watch it. Well, Wimmy Wham Wham Wazzle, and welcome back to We Watch the Thing with Beat Izzle and Dave. It's my new thing, mate. I'm starting a catchphrase. <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. All I've had is, all I've had is a rum aged stout. What the fuck was that? <laughs> How you doing, mate? How you been? <laughs> you are. Ne- oh, man. You are I gone. Am good. I, I am broke good. Dave, I, people. I did not expect that. <laughs> whatever that was it's my new um, thing let's not do that again no it's not your new thing I'm, i'll let you keep be dizzle that that thing oh, no. oh you sound just like tofa he never used to let me have fun i'm fine with be dizzle i'm fine with your big calls i'm not doing that thing every week well welcome back and thank you for joining us here at we watched the thing where we did indeed i'm happy to report i watched the thing this week i, I actually got to it to both of them eventually so, we should change the name we eventually watch things <laughs> so let's get into our first film which is brand new for us at least cinematic release past lives which has been out in the rest of the world for a little while now a 2023 (laughs) american romantic drama film written and directed by celine song in her feature directorial debut it stars greta lee teo yu and john magoro pretty much the only cast members really and what is it about dave um it's about uh lass and a fella who uh best chums at the age of 12 and then she emigrates over to the states and they don't completely lose track of one another 12 years later they cross paths again digitally yep and then 12 years later again they cross paths in the flesh it's like one of those seven up documentaries where it like checks in on them every 12 years (laughs) um and yeah it, it just sort of tracks their I mean, relationship, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very hard to talk about this without mentioning the name Link later, but we'll see how we do. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, it is very um, before sunsetty, before sunrisey. It's interesting how this movie is able to straddle that, though, how it both covers practically like a 30-year period in time, mm. while at the same time very much having that feel of being like a slice of a day um so uh, let's get straight into it because people have been raving about this movie i've heard more than one person call it the best film of the year i know you weren't you weren't expecting to like it no well i mean the trailer didn't really wow me but i i shelved that because a a number of people that i put a lot of stock in have said that it's a very very good thing so i did go and see it and it's good (laughs) i don't think it's remotely the best film of the year or anything like that i think it's very solid it's very well made it's it's a it's i I didn't regret one second of my time watching it 
Yeah, yeah. But it, I don't think it's perfect, and I don't think it's um, on the same level as Linklater's trilogy. Yeah. I'll say that. I agree, right. actually. I liked this film a lot, and I wish that it hadn't been hyped for me because I suspect mm -hmm. that the hype really let me down because I went into this True. being like, yes, people think this is the best of the year. I'm so excited. I liked it a lot. But I'm exactly I kept the same waiting as you. for it I... to hit its stride and, and mm. wow me, and it, it it never wowed me. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually agree. I think that it's a really, really, really good film. It's beautiful. It's touching. I, I love the chemistry between them. I think Greta Lee is fantastic in this film. Um, and that's part of my biggest problem with the film is where the before trilogy really works is it's even-handed it's a 50 50 yeah. you've got a two wonderful characters and you're totally invested in their yeah interaction and relationship over the course of years in this film i was i'll eh, be generous and say 90 percent in the corner of one character and over i think the other and I don't think that's your mistake or anything. I think that is the way the film presents itself. Like, she is our protagonist. She is the character that we follow for the most of the film. And even the oh, scenes where they're 100%. together, you are seeing it from her point of view and her perspective, definitely. Um, and I but know what you're don't saying. Don't you think that's a failing? I think this type I do, of because story I think he's a really strong. I agree, especially, I think this even more so than before you know, the before trilogy where, you know, they kind of meet accidentally. This isn't an accidental meeting. This guy no. loves her and has loved her for many, many, many years. And, and that's really in terms of the writing, his defining feature. It's well, and that's, is, that's true. Th yeah. That is all we get from him is that he is, a, he has spent from the age of 12, as far as we know, his entire life pining over this woman. Yep. To the point where he sort of stalked her out online through social media <laughs> and found her again and messaged her parents yeah. and hung around in chat groups and all the rest of it. And even once they reconnect, we still get nothing about him. I Look, that's true. It That didn't bother me because I think... Look, I'm a hopeless romantic. I actually find that kind of relatable. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't hate that about the film, but I can see how you could definitely see that as a flaw because you're right. You really don't get anything else about this guy, and he literally ninety five percent of his dialogue is in Korean. Now, Greta Lee is not like that. She speaks quite a bit in English in the film, but the yeah. the little bits of English that he speaks are broken. Oh, of um, course. And so I wonder if maybe that's why they didn't give us more of his personality because it is hard with that language barrier. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, given that it's it is an Asian director, you would think that that wouldn't be the reason we don't get much of him. Mm. I was hoping for a, a nice, even-handed. I I kind of wanted this to be a bit like your name. Where yeah, yep. we we bounce back and forth between these two the yep. whole way through, that, and then they come together at the end. I don't care. I, I didn't need them to reconnect romantically. I like the fact that that's not what happened. Yeah, but I think it needed to be even handed because other, it, it it robbed so much of that denouement where we really. I mean, maybe I'm just a bastard, but I didn't give a shit about him. <laughs> 
<laughs> at all. He, and I, there was nothing about his character that engaged me. The only things we see of him are he goes to a pub a couple of times with some mates, none of whom we even get a name for. We, we don't know anything about them, so it gives us nothing of him through them. Yeah. We see one brief breakfast scene with his own family yeah where there is almost no dialogue he has one sip of soup and that's it but for her i mean a i think she's just a better actress and a better written character she's she yeah. zings with charisma she's fantastic and we and i loved her but we we know so much about her we we don't see a whole lot of her life but we we know so much. We know yeah. about her passion for the theatre. We see yeah. some of her in um, directing or teaching students in the theatre through her interactions with Arthur, who will ultimately become her husband. We yeah. learn about her passions and her, her even her family and her back, her beliefs. Everything. There is so much to this character that it dwarfs him. I and do I think agree. That's a major problem. I think that. To a certain extent, part of that is probably our problem, though, in that we went in expecting this to be f before sunrise, and it's not. Like you said, it's it's written and directed by Celine Song, and to a certain extent, this is probably, I suspect, at least partially semi-autobiographical. So, no of course, it's from her perspective. I, I think that the crux of the movie really is not even the romantic relationship. To me, I think the point of the movie is more about how she feels as a foreigner and he more than even a romantic love for her is this connection to back home and you know like she says it several times you know like he's so korean like he's yeah. you know he's so yeah. korean and i think that that's probably more what the movie is about i think and that's a failing then because it, that would have been an interesting film yeah, just as much as a rehash, or, or, or not a rehash, but a a kind of a new take on the before trilogy style yeah. of things would have been a good film. This kind of flounders around in the middle and doesn't really commit one way or the other, and I think it fails in in that sense. If it was, yep, this is the story of Nora, and there are a, a couple of guys in her life, but. They're not really important. It's all about Nora and her moving away from her traditional Korean upbringing and her emigration to the States and, um, you know, her you know, rising up in the world of, of theatre. That's a great story. Yeah. But that's that's not what we got. Mm. I don't yeah. think there was an – it didn't commit to that. It, it was still trying to be the before trilogy. Yeah. And not really committing to that either because it wasn't 50-50 between her yeah. and um, hey, whatever his name is. Let me get to one his thing. Name, that's how forgettable he is. <laughs> Let me get to one thing that I did really like about the film and, and you just mentioned his name is Arthur. I yeah. actually really liked that dynamic and I think that final kind of, I mean, I don't know whether it's a third or whether it's a quarter, but where they, they all go out for dinner that works yeah. really well for me. And I think that you actually get even more of Arthur's personality than you do of, I oh, agree, I, I forgot his name as well. Yeah. But I, the way that he kind of struggles with it but still wants to be supportive of her, I think is a really nice touch. And he even says it yeah. at one point, you know, 
this this is a great story, but if this was the story, I'd be the you know the bad guy. Yeah. The, and he says it right there that we're getting that subversion here where that doesn't happen. And I actually really like that. I like that a lot. No, I agree. I I, I liked his character enormously, and I think um, uh, the portrayal was was fantastic. And one of the best scenes in the film is the one without Nora, where she's, I mean, presumably oh, gone, gone to the Where the two of the guys are sitting at the bar, yeah. The two of them at the bar, and they both kind of, uh, without saying it, they're acknowledging that they're in a love triangle, even though it's never been said through the whole film that that's actually what this is. Yeah. But they're both um, wordlessly acknowledging it, and he, he says things along the lines of, I'm really glad that you came. Yeah. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I'm glad that I met you. Yeah. And and yeah. they have this this really touching exchange. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, where is they, what... you know, and you and I, we have, I, I forget the Korean word, Imyung or in, something. Inyun, yeah. Yeah, we, we have Inyung too. And that's such a beautiful concept that it's not, you know, everybody you meet is for a reason. And everybody mm. that you interact with is for a reason. I, I I loved that concept, and I loved the way that that carried through the film. So yeah, I, overall, I I loved the film, but I do agree that I think that the weakness uh, is actually on the to romantic pick a lane. side. I think it yeah. would have been it, for all that I genuinely loved my time with it. Um, I think it needed to pick a lane, and and it 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 could have been like a five star best of the year i don't think it is yeah. i think it it just vacillated a little bit too much between those two sto- types of story yeah to the point where it kind of it fell short on both um where it could have been great in one lane yeah i think I think Celine's song has definitely shown some strengths. I think that the direction oh, of the film and the look of the film is fantastic. And it's a weird word that we don't use often enough in film critique, but I think the atmosphere of the film is perfect. Oh, it had a wonderful the... tone that it was does, consistent yeah. throughout. Um, yeah. uh, really, really lovely. And I kept kind of going, oh, no, you didn't do the thing that I wanted you to There was <laughs> when she has her final, uh, she's taken him down to wait for his Uber to send him on his way. Yep. We, we all know she's probably never going to see him again, regardless of the length of their relationship, whatever. They'll chat online for a while. He's never coming to America. She's probably never going to Seoul. This is the last time they'll see each other in the flesh. And they started to have an amazing moment where they flashed back to the brilliantly framed farewell oh, as kids with the yeah, stairway and the, yeah, and the, the street. Statues. Yep, yeah, yeah. And at that bit right from the beginning of the film, they had an awesome farewell that was none of, neither of us know what to say, so we're not going to say anything. Yeah. And he ends up saying bye, and that's it. And then they kind of prefaced that at the end of the film. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to bookend it. It's going to be amazing. Where they flick back to that shot of them. When he says, uh, he says like, hey, or something to grab her attention. And they flick back to that shot of them poised on the the stairs and the street before he says bye at, at the beginning of the film. 
and she turns around. But he doesn't say bye. He fucking goes into this two-minute diatribe about fate and yeah. It's like what the fuck? I'm I'm okay with that. All you needed to say was bye. (laughs) It would have been look perfection. That would have worked for me too. That would have worked for me too. But I think what does work about it is that it shows the growth. You know, like they're not children anymore. They've grown up and they've learned particularly through this trip they've kind of learned a little bit more about themselves not just each other you know like he's learned that this pining is not it's just not realistic like you said they're probably never going to meet each other again. oh look i i agree if if they hadn't had the scene at the start of the film then their their exchange at the end would have been fine it would have been re- it wouldn't be more than fine it would have been beautiful yeah but because they <laughs> They teased that they were going to repeat it and they were going to have him just say bye. Yeah. And they would have exchanged a glance and everything would have been in that glance. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Yeah. And it, that it, re- uh, I was so disappointed by that. But then she has the beautiful moment with Arthur and, and oh. when she cries. And I thought that was, that was yeah. nice. So, yeah, I, th- uh, I think the so, ending to the film yeah. is great. That final scene with Arthur where she just starts crying and and it doesn't need to be said and he not has every right to but in in a film like this he would be justified to almost be angry in that moment he you know like fucking hero in this movie it's it's such a he, beautiful he lets her do moment. so much and yeah. there are so many moments where he um exp- and and it, it, full credit to and i can't even remember the actor's name but full credit to What's his uh, name? John as, uh, Magaro. John Magaro. We, we, we should give him credit. Full credit to him. He manages to convey that natural jealousy that yeah. anyone in his position would feel. Of course. While yeah. still being man enough to say, you need to go and meet this guy. Yeah, I it's, understand it, why it's you important. Ha- it, yeah. it, 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 I, you, I want you to see him. I, I, want, I want to meet him. Yeah. Bring him into our lives and even goes out with the guy. Yeah. Despite the fact he's a kind of small, hairy, sweaty Jewish guy, and this is an, an Asian Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> he still encourages her to, to go and, and meet this guy. And I really, really liked him as a character yeah. from, from the, from the first meeting at the, writer's retreat yeah where yep. he's obviously just kind of the nice guy yep. but through those later scenes where you you get those nuanced moments where you can tell that he's he if he had his way she'd never fucking talk to this asshole. <laughs> but, but you know he, what he loves her he knows it's important and so he is trying to be kind of i guess the bigger man and yeah and, and yeah. be mag- magnanimous and and say I encourage you to go and talk to this guy, even though I know that deep down you have an affection for him that predates me by decades. You know what? That's why I think this film really works. And that's what I was saying before. That's I, I think that this film is sold wrong as a romance because especially for Nora, it's not like he, he has always pined after her and had these romantic feelings for her. She's forgotten about him for 
12 years, then she's gone and moved on and got like married. Like a fucking creeper through Facebook yeah. or, or MySpace or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, they have a video call over Skype. How good was that? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the um, pre-Zoom If he days. hadn't reached out, she yeah. would she would never have thought no, of him a exactly. day in her life. And it that's, is not a 50-50 that's why I think lovers, the, the film is it's not. Yeah. That's why I think the film is really about Nora and her journey as a foreigner and kind of letting go of career. I would have I liked it if it lent more into that, to be yeah. honest, because while I don't think structurally there's major issues with it. I do think they're pitching it as a before sunrise type. Yeah. And it's really not. They should have had more of, I would have liked more scenes of her with the theater group. I would have liked more scenes of more scenes of her with her family. One thing we didn't. I agree. Was, actually her fa- I would have liked to have seen more of that. We she's see living have a in phone New York. Her family her live in fucking Canada. Yeah. How did that happen? When did she leave them to move to New York to pursue the theater dream? to pursue her dream of winning a, I mean, initially a Nobel prize, but ultimately a Pulitzer that, that to me was the core of her character. It was a little bit. I I agree. I don't say this often. This movie is like an hour 40. I could have done with another 15, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, just give to us fill more in that of stuff. Yeah. her with her family. I'm leaving you. I'm going to New York. I'm going to win a Pulitzer. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Broadway. Give us, you know, Give us her Broadway debut. Yeah. Whatever. So all in all, how are you scoring past lives out of 10? Uh, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I'm a seven and a half. No, that, I think that's fair. I'm, I'm an eight. I'm a, I'm a solid eight. I think on a rewatch, it could rise to a nine. Like I said, I, I feel like I was uh, flattened by expectations because yeah, I was really, really ex- I was expecting this to be a 10 and I loved a lot of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think this is a great movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm an eight. I, I don't get the people that are saying this is the best thing of the year though. No, it's the things that are good are really, really good. But the things that don't work to me are patently obvious. And I, I don't get how anyone could just gloss over them. I, I think it's to me, what this me. is is a great sign of what's to come from Celine Song. Hundred percent. For this to yeah. be a featured debut, I think is fantastic, and I'm looking mm. forward to see where Solid. she goes next. Yeah. All right. Well, on to our other film, which I was supposed to watch yep. last week and didn't get around oh, to. Oh God, I'm so nervous. I did watch Coherence, and I liked it. <laughs> I was, okay. I was. It was not what I was expecting at all. This is like mumblecore to the next level, man. <laughs> Like, I actually had to look it up afterwards. So there was no script, which makes sense in hindsight. There's no script. It was filmed in five days. Mm. I mean, this is the, I mean, forget about Rodriguez. This is. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, the epitome of. I of, actually. Guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. I actually don't think we should say too much about it to leave a surprise. I don't want to get into spoilers. I don't want to talk about the plot. I just no. want to know. About I, I thought your from a feelings. production standpoint. I found it very interesting to watch because I didn't read about it or anything going in. And even before the Mumblecore started, which I'm actually a big fan of, I love that genre of film. I didn't know this was going to be like that. The cinematography is very interesting. It, It like... That was when it first became clear to me that there was no script because it was obvious that there was no camera blocking. 
And no, so no. everything feels very natural and real. It feels almost like you're watching more of a documentary than a film at times. Yep. Which, given the way that the film goes story wise, is a really interesting tactic. And I can, it's, it's, it's such a shame because the production of the film is why I understand why it wasn't bigger because there are only a certain number of people who can deal with dialogue like that and cinematography like that. But it's also, I think what makes this film really work and stand out because it does feel so raw. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, I've, I've been championing this thing, as you probably know, for years and years, ever since I first saw it, I've been yeah, telling everyone I could find under the sun to go and watch it because I think it's it's such an incredible achievement. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree, actually, yeah. It's, I mean, not just, I mean, yes, there was no script. It was just a, a bunch of but it was it was were, were plotted out. I, I, I read this. But it, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, each day... Um, Jim and uh, the other writer whose name escapes me, but he plays Amir in the film. Um, they gave the actors, well, this is kind of your impetus for the for to for this scene. This is yep. what your character wants to do, but yes, they had yeah. no idea what the other characters were going to do. So, if another character, there was, and and I'm sort of drawing from documentaries and things off the that, that I, I know of from watching the, the, the extras on the Blu-ray and that sort of thing. Um, but there were occasions where one character had been given the instruction, you need to leave the house. Yeah. You're, you have to leave the house. Don't ex- accept anyone block telling you you can't. You must leave the house. But someone else has been told... You mustn't let this person leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah under yeah. any circumstance yeah. that they can't leave the house, and so you got these wonderful conflicts, where that were genuinely real because you had actors that didn't know what was going on. They all yes. they knew is that yes. they had to stop this person leaving. It's almost like Whereas, they're playing a murder mystery game where they open the yeah. card and it says, you know, this is your motivation, and they just have to roll with it. I agree. Which, I actually think that anybody who's into the art of filmmaking or even honestly the art of storytelling, I think it's a very interesting watch because it, it's it's very collaborative, like you say. Like when, when the actors are improvising to that level, they are a part of the development of the story. Mm-hmm. And when that many people are doing that, I think that's why it feels so... I honestly can't even describe it. Like, there's no way to describe this movie other than to say, I think it should be watched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did you know going in that there was nothing any, about any degree in. of unscripting about it? I knew nothing about it at all going in. You had said the name of it, and you'd said that it, it had Nicholas Brennan from Buffy in it. Yep. So that was all I knew about because when I was searching okay. for it, there cool. were several movies called Coherence. So I just had to look for the one that was <laughs> at him in it, which is from 2013. And yeah, that's all I knew about it. I knew absolutely nothing else. I think I read the description which said, you know, something about eight friends on the night of a comet's passing meet for dinner or like something. Oh, okay. Like oh, it really, really didn't cold. say much at all. So I went in very cold. And like I said, awesome. my first hint that there was no script was actually the cinematography not even the dialogue 
And then after the first few minutes of just people talking over the top of each other and, you know, like a typical kind of, you're like. Oh, it's, it's very real. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think for me it works because that's a format that I'm familiar with, you know, Linklater, Gerwig, all those kind of, oh, yeah. you know, I watched a lot of those films in my kind of film viewing youth, I guess you would yep. call it, like when I was learning that visual grammar and stuff for film. And so for me, it, it works. I can see why this film wouldn't have done very well and why maybe people would want to stay away from it. But see, if, if you're open-minded, go you check it out. I you to explain that to me. I do not understand how anyone that watches this wouldn't be blown away. Well, and I know people aren't, and it's a, I a think complete mystery to me. I think, honestly, people have grown up watching such polished films these days that anything that feels unscripted, even though I look at it and I'm like, wow, that's fantastic, that's so natural, it goes against the visual grammar that we've been taught watching films. Right, so it, in that. some ways it can feel more false, which I find insane because it's it's so – just hearing people talk unscripted – it's beautiful, but it's so unlike anything you're used to seeing in a film that yeah. it feels unpolished, even though I think this film is actually very polished. Um, and did, I also did, think... Did you read that it was filmed in five days? I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, also think, I also think that... I read an article the other day that 85% of millennials have subtitles on at all times. I just, someone just posted something recently in, in I, don't, I don't remember what it was, in some group that I'm on because I, I live on social media. Um, someone posted something so, asking something along those lines. Do you have subtitles on when you're watching yeah. shows and movies? And my response was, well, if it's in another fucking language, <laughs> so but everyone else is is responding as though it's the most normal yeah, question yeah, in the yeah. world, yeah. And along the lines of, you know, you can tell they're talking about things that are in it, the English language. Yep. And yep. it's like, how fucking lazy have we become as a well, fucking species I, that I we do, can't be bothered even using our ears to hear dialogue? I do sometimes only because I feel like the art of sound mixing has gotten worse. And particularly like if the kids are in bed, I find that like action scenes are crazy loud but then I can't hear the dialogue at all. So I'm constantly juggling the volume. See, that's a fault with the actual yes. production. So that's sometimes fault, I will have subtitles on, on, but I don't do it for everything. But with a film like this, where you do have people talking over the top of each other, I feel like people have somehow, I don't, I don't actually think it's our hearing that's getting worse. I think it's, it's got to be a bit more of a mental thing where it's hard to follow that many things at once, Surely which see, that's, seems that's a failing on the part of the sound mixer. Possibly. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't find that with this film. I actually no, found this film was I've, very I've, I've cleverly done this with subtitles. I don't know how they were clear. I don't know how they recorded it. I don't honestly know how they did it. I will, I will rip the, um, making of that would be fantastic off the blu-ray like and, and send it to you because it's they it, it's uh, you would find it fascinating they must, even, they more must than have, me oh, more than me because well, that's what you, I, yeah you work in the in in the field more you know obviously far more than i do um but 
the description of how they, I mean, they didn't block them ahead of time. No, no, but no. How they manage these scenes and how the um, cam ops had to predict who was going to be talking so that they were actually pointing a camera at well, them. And it, yeah, it's not even just the camera. To capture these moments. The sound it, it, mix is so incredible. Clever. The sound mix is incredible. I don't know how they did it because, yes, I think that a lot of people are put off by that <clears> multiple <throat> people talking at once and kind of struggling with focusing our ears on that one important bit of the conversation. I don't know how this mix did it when there was no script and you didn't know who to follow in advance. They must have mic'd everyone individually and are just perfectly writing those tracks as they edit. I don't I, honestly, it's a mystery to me, but it's it's incredible because yeah, I didn't find I didn't find it hard to follow at all, even though you would expect it to be. So all I can say is anyone who's interested in filmmaking and film production I think I think this is a must watch because it's I think you can learn a lot about telling a story by watching this film. It was it I, was a good watch. I'm glad I you made me watch it. Genuinely think and, and and I'm the biggest proponent of El Mariachi, but I think in terms of what you can do with 0 dollars essentially. Yeah. In a short space of time to create something that is comparable with the best that Hollywood can produce. Yep. I think coherence is a better example than Robert Rodriguez's El, El Mariachi. I yep. genuinely do. I think the the small things that he's he's managed to do in the writing and the editing and the shooting, this film is more impressive. Um, all right. If we leave aside the fact that you're impressed by what a guy could do in his house in five days and all of the technical aspects as a film, forgetting about the budget and the time frame and all the rest of it. Did you enjoy it as a storytelling exercise? I don't know if I can even answer that question because so much of that stuff is what this film is <laughs> like, like it's all improv. It's all, and not just, again, not just improv on the actor's behalf. I'm impressed by, you know, the camera efforts and the sound efforts, like everything oh, sure. is like, it, this is like watching the masters play jazz. And it's like, <laughs> holy fucking shit. Like it's, you know, you got the trumpet over there, but you got the sax over here and somehow yeah. they don't know what each other is doing but they're melding with each other perfectly. So, I mean, it's really hard to answer that question the concept, at all. The, the, the concept of the story. Yeah. So obviously, and I, I think I can say everything I'm about to say without being too spoilery. So 100%, we encourage everyone to go and see Coherence. It is a wonderful film. I think we can both yeah. agree on that. Yeah. And I'll try not to be spoilery here, but essentially it is about a group of friends who come together for a dinner in the house of one couple within that group of friends at the same time that a comet is passing overhead, the comet passing overhead creates certain timey, wimey, spatially anomaly, <laughs> um, weirdnesses. Yeah. And some things uh, happen out of the back of that. Anything else is spoilery. Yeah. 
Um, but it is one of those wonderful films where you you hundred percent don't go in expecting to put this on in the background. You need to pay attention. And it's short. It's it's literally an hour and a half. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, you, it's not fucking Nolan. You know, <laughs> it's you're in and out. It's a normal movie length. But in terms of, I guess the storytelling precepts that you've got yep. in and of the oh God, I'm using so many wanky terms. In and of, <laughs> fuck off! Um, I hate myself right now. Um, the the, the common passing over the head, the households yeah concept do you think that was well delivered that's non-spoilery yeah yeah i i do and again i think it's hard for me to separate that from the way that the film is produced because so much of that ties into the storytelling but i i I think that it all comes together really really nicely and i do actually like the narrative structure and the flow and and all of that stuff yeah i'm an eight and a half out of ten um good man yeah Good film. I'm glad you made me watch it because, I, yeah, I think more people should watch it. So there you go. I will uh, try and rip you the making that'd, of. That'd be cool. I'd be really curious um, in that. I, w- I won't give you the full audio commentary of which there are two or three, but uh, there is a making of, I think, which kind of captures the, the main gist of it, which I'll send you. And then I'll expect you to come back and upgrade <laughs> to a nine and a half, ten, thereabouts, yeah. somewhere in that vicinity. All right, well, there you go. What are we getting to next week, mate? We don't even know, do we? Are we at Creator yet? At what? Creator? When's I that coming out? I don't know when that comes out. I'm super bloody keen for it. Me too. Hang on. I'm not doing fucking Equalizer 3, I'll tell you that. Oh, fuck off, Anton fuckwad. No interest. <laughs> Zero interest. I have. He hasn't made a good... Everyone raves about training. Training day was fine, but when when fine is the peak of your career, fuck off, no. Okay. Happening. No, we're not at the creator. Oh, balls. Are we going to do shit horror? We can, we can either do shit horror movies and talk about fucking none two and so the creator's not till 28 september i re- you we- know what i reckon we do i reckon we do teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem <laughs> we could even do that and the none two if we wanted they both come out this week <laughs> oh god and then the week, the week after that we fine f- the week after that we finally get blue beetle down this way which i think we should do because i've surprisingly yeah, heard good we, we, we have to talk about fucking it it's it, Super, the superhero shit. And then, of course, weird. the week after that is Saw Patrol, my friend. <laughs> Boom! Hashtag Saw Patrol. Billy invented it. You all yep. heard it here first. No one else said it. You've had Barbenheimer. <laughs> now you've got Saw Patrol. All right. So there we go. So next week, I reckon we do some Mutant Mayhem and The Nun 2 if we feel like getting to The Nun 2. <laughs> yep. I'm there for that. Awesome. All right. When's, well, there you go. Can you, uh, uh, when's David Gordon Green's raping of the Exorcist happen? October 6th. We oh, get that. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know why. Perfect for the Halloween season. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to have to do something where we compare it with a good film because I can't just watch that and have that be the I mean, Halloween thing. Fuck it. Let's do, do let's do the Exorcist. Proper, proper Halloween. Maybe we'll do the, the whole Exorcist franchise. 
Maybe we maybe we should. Um, our good friends, uh, Carney and um, Handsome Tom and uh, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? I can't do that. I can't not say their names. Fuck it. Our good friends over at Scaredy Boys recently just did The Faculty, and it reminded me how fucking fantastic The Faculty is. I love The Faculty. <laughs> me too. Fuck drugs, it, in, <laughs> drugs in Big Biro. Yes. <laughs> let's do that for Halloween. <laughs> Fuck it. Tell you right. what. Uh, and you, we might need to edit this out because it might not happen. But why don't we do a mega Halloween episode where we get people from like four or five other podcasts. So I'd, we'll lo- get I'd love that. Guys. We'll get I'd Gerald. We'll get yep. Drew. We'll get, get Paul. Paul. We'll get, yep. get everyone on. And yep. we'll do... Three or four films in a row. I'd fucking a love that. Mega episode. I'd love right. that. That'd be fantastic. It will. It'll be a I'll nightmare to work. It. It'll be a nightmare to work out time zones with people from that <clears> far <throat> across the globe. But maybe we don't all have no, to be really together Ger- at the same Gerald time. and Drew, Paul and Drew, Paul, Paul and and Skinny Boys are what Melbourne. Yeah, they're Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, they're all easy. It's a, yeah. it's really only Drew and and. Gerald let's and, work it out that'd that'd be fucking yeah. sick actually that'd be really cool even if we just do like a dive at a franchise or something and don't go beat by beat but just talk about for example like the exorcist like that'd be really fucking cool yeah yeah let's oh, work towards that the exorcist has to be in there because gordon <laughs> green's doing his fucking horrible thing and it's the best movie of all time so boom yes all right, all right so let, let's I'll definitely send, work towards that we'll send feelers out all right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or X. Go and give it to you. <laughs> at we Watch the Thing. If you want to help support the show, listen to our side project where we're talking perfect albums. We've got two to record oh, tonight, so which is going to be great. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash we watch the thing, and we'll catch you next week. Give us some nice five star reviews. You know you want to. <laughs> Love you. Oh, <laughs>